the Outlaw Mud Show Drive-In, what the world is not listening to. Welcome to the Outlaw Mud Show Drive-In. My name is Joe Connor, and it is just I today. Um, there's some stuff going on with uh, James and Pete and Mohammed today. Pete's going to be off doing some dad stuff. James has some errands to run, and Mohammed's going to be watching the World Cup. You know, the the, the football fin- finals, the, the big one that people all around the world get together and watch. Not that other one that only the people in America get around and watch. That's that's like January or February or something. Um, just going to do a quick little thing of things I've watched in the past, like, week or so. I do think that, first, if, if no one's watched... Josh Alexander versus Mike Bailey. Definitely do that for Impact. Impact is shaping up to be great again. And I think with people starting to kind of realize that AEW is trash, more and more people are realizing that, that people are going to start realizing that Impact has hour-long matches with Josh Alexander and Mike fucking Bailey, and they kill it. Jonathan Gresham is now back. So that's another great thing with it. Um... I think Impact is going to start making people realize that it, yet again, still is wrestling's top alternative. Uh, Speaking of Impact, the Iron Survivor matches easily could have been an Impact staple back in the day, but NXT did it. The women's one was kind of, I don't want to say a clusterfuck, but it was kind of a mess. Men's, though, was great. Uh, that shot of Axiom not leaving the penalty box, closing it, and just wailing on J.D. McDonough was perfection. There were some great high spots in it, uh, some great storytelling, especially with Grayson. I am now number one contender Waller getting the victory and then taking out Braun Breaker late on the night. Gunther and Ricochet this past week was fucking great. Ricochet might be SmackDown's MVP the past month or so with this and Santos Escobar. And that's saying something because, you know, Gunther is probably, him and Sheamus are probably that show's top MVP as far as in-ring work goes. Toss between them and I guess the Usos. Usos are pretty much untouchable, but you know, Bloodline altogether is fantastic. John Cena's coming back. Cena and Owens versus Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn should be an excellent match, actually, because I feel they're going to give it time. It's going to feel like a big fight tag match. The way, you know, tag matches used to feel when they did, like, two big single stars coming together at, like, a pay-per-view or something. But it's going to be on SmackDown. Cena's first match in over a year. His first match of 2022. I am so there for that. Obviously, because what the fuck else am I going to be watching? Um, and yet again, I think match of the month so far is for the third time this year. Briscoe's and FTR. I finally watched this match. This is the only match of final battle I've seen. And coming from a Ring of Honor mark, it's kind of sad that that's the only match I've seen. I've seen clips of other matches, but... Tony Khan's just kind of really killed all enthusiasm I have for Ring of Honor. I watched Ring of Honor 
weekly from 2011 till 2021. Um, so it was huge part of me and everything and there was a year span where it was pretty bad about may 2018 to about mm, oh no not may 2018 about may 2019 rather sorry after the elite left um but may 2019 so after the msg show up until they came back during the pandemic with the pure tournament but it was had a lot of truly outlaw mud showy stuff on there. A lot of overly uh, comical matches and moments that just did not work for Ring of Honor. And they had this favorite during the day last week, which made no sense. So it's like one of those things where I read the results. Nothing really screamed I need to see it later on, except for Briscoe's and FTR. Love both teams. FTR is my favorite tag team in wrestling. Great match, great brutality. These four guys have a chemistry unlike any other. The only team I think has better entering chemistry with FTR is DIY. And the only team that has better chemistry with the Briscoes, I'm actually going to say nobody. I think that FTR and the Briscoes definitely is the best feud and best match for the Briscoes ever. Um, yeah, and wrestling's been kind of kind of exciting post Survivor Series. Um, I don't want to say exciting, um, but it's been it's been the best it's been since there's there's the most excitement going on in it. I guess it goes back to excitement again. Since when Bray came back, which speaking of Bray, I finally have invested into the Bray LA Night feud. Even though I don't think either one should take a fall yet in a feud, especially since it's Bray's first back and LA Knight's first feud with his new hill gimmick, old hill gimmick, however you want to look at it. Um but basically kind of from Clash at the Castle till about Survivor Series. Wrestling was it was it was good Raw and SmackDown, but it was nothing really buzzworthy other than Bray. Um, not that there's any buzz going right now. It's just delivering the best product it has since the summer, I will say. Um, but next week, not sure if or when we having pot. It's Christmas, so we'll see. But I have seen a few really good Christmas movies this year. I've actually been watching you know, a few that I already own, blah, 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 like Die Hard, um, Love Actually, stuff like that. But I did see a couple of great Christmas movies in the past week. I watched the Yule Log last uh, Sunday from Adult Swim, from the creators of um, Too Many Cooks. Holy shit, this is the most bonkers fucking Christmas special. The most bonkers movie in general. In years. Even more so than like everything everywhere all at once. This is just pure insanity for... I think the HBO runtime's about 90 minutes. On, on Adult Swim, it was, you know, full two hours with commercials. But, yeah, it was just 
bonkers. It originally starts off as just, you know, a shot of a Yule Log, like those burning Yule Log DVDs you can buy at Menards or anywhere. And then it turns into a science fiction horror hybrid with multiple dimensions. It's insane. Uh, I also loved Christmas Bloody Christmas. Uh, same director of Bliss. Uh, and that's a great film as well. Uh, VFW directed that. Another great flick. Um uh, it's very relatable film if anyone's ever well, you hung out in kind of a hipstery neighborhood with, you know, record stores, dive bars, you know, the crowd. Um, if you listen to this podcast, which there's only like a handful of you, you basically talk about any of pop culture all the time. Kevin Smith style, you know how it goes. That's basically what this film is. But there's a killer robotic Santa on the loose. It's neon lit. There's a synth score. It's bloody as fuck. Um, it's an awesome time all around. But those are like the like the two big Christmas ones I've watched. Um, I really enjoyed uh, the Banshees of Intern. That was a great film the other day. Um, last night I saw Empire Light, which is pure fucking brings a tear to your eye, makes you feel in your heart and mind brilliance um sam mendez director of 1917 which might be the greatest film ever made um up for debate but it very well is in contention for that in my opinion um but yeah the empire of light the story is perfect it's set in a movie theater it shows what true magic in a theater and the connections that you make with people truly are um but yeah best film of the year um not my favorite film of the year still my favorite film of the year is still clerks three this is the best film of the year um i hope it gets a shit ton of oscar nominations um but a lot of times films like this kind of get like the shaft when it comes to for more films that actually tackle subject matter like the well but the well only has like a 61 percent tomato meter so i'm not too sure how well that would do in the best picture contention i'm seeing that sometime this week maybe christmas eve i don't know um but you know tells like that where it's about a person overcoming the odds but yet again this actually does have uh it does tackle a lot of stuff with mental illness but doesn't really promote that in the trailers. The trailers only don't give a lick about what the plot of the film is. And I'm glad. Just sit back and go on this journey with it. Um, yeah, it's actually been a pretty great week for wrestling, movies, everything. Uh, as I said, not too sure what next week will bring. But until then, happy podcasting, ladies and gentlemen.